0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, as Gwyneth Paltrow's hit and run ski crash trial unfolds this week, the actress denies being at fault for causing the collision, claiming she had the right of way as the skier who was downhill of the male in the collision. Her reasoning derives from a long standing code of conduct created by the International Ski Federation to help. Uh, uh, Keep order on the slopes, I suppose. Well, to further discuss what is appropriate ski etiquette, I'm joined now by the chair of the Irish Association of Snow Sports Instructors, Catherine Mason. Catherine, good morning. Good morning, Pat. How are you? Now, I have known you for years and I didn't know that this was another cap that you wore. Chair of the Irish Association. You've
1: known for about 30 years, Pat, and I can't believe you didn't know this. I thought everybody knew.
0: (laughs) I didn't know you were an expert on the piste. Yeah, if you'll pardon the, f- I'm saying nothing. I'm saying
1: nothing. <laughs> My real job would
0: say otherwise. <laughs> now, t- tell me, tell me about the rules and how they came about. I mean, was there a plethora of bad accidents that demanded that the international body would say, "Look, we'll put order in this chaos."
1: No, I think they've come about over a period of time. And I like to kind of explain the the code as something like akin to learning to drive. It's kind of, uh, it's it's indications of what you should and shouldn't do on the piece. And they've come, they've been around for, th- this official code has been around since 2002. It gets updated every so often, but it would have been prior to that, the different uh, snow sports instructing bodies around the world would have had similar guidelines. Okay.
0: Now, at the first one, and I mentioned it in the introduction. If I'm coming down uh, the, the slopes yes. behind someone, I have yeah. to respect them, irrespective of whether you- they're good, bad, or indifferent.
1: Yes. And it's one of the ones I often see from people. They say, oh, that person in front of me was skiing so badly. It's, again, it goes back to like driving a car. You have to deal with the person in front of you and what they're doing. So if they're driving badly, you, you take care. And if you're overtaking your signal and maneuvering, you're looking around you. So, again, it's very similar, but it, ultimately the person in front will have the right of way.
0: So if someone crashes into the back of you, uh, irrespective of whether you jammed on suddenly, the person who plows into the back of you uh, when you're driving a car is the one who's held responsible for the the, accident. Yeah,
1: I mean, it could... Yeah, I mean, it could be for a number of reasons that if you're skiing too close, you'll go in back. Or if you're skiing out of control, you you might go into the back of somebody. But generally, the person in front has right away. Now, the only, I suppose, difference is one of the other conduct rules is about if you've stopped at the side of the piece or if you're coming onto the piste, um, if you haven't looked up the slope. So say, for example, I'm above somebody and they've come from the off piste onto the piste and I hit them. They haven't. They should have stopped, looked right, looked left. And then gone on the
0: piste. Yeah. So, so people who are skiing off piste um, and might then want to re- rejoin the piste and they, they, exactly. p- they, sk- they skim in yeah. and bang, a collision happens. Yes.
1: And I've seen that happen before where people and, you know, they, they have rows, but they're ultimately in the wrong. And again, it's like coming from a side road onto a main road. You don't just drive out, you have to stop and look, see what's coming. <laughs>
0: Now, um, when you're learning to ski, presumably you're in a class with people who are more or less the same level as you. Yeah. And, and that's yes, one experience. So. Then you're yes. let out into the wild. <laughs>
1: Yes, you are. Now, I'm going to say from our IAZ point of view, all ski instructors, part of our education and part of our training is that we promote these rules to people. So when you've taken a lesson and it doesn't matter if it's in France with the ESF or if you're in Austria with the ski schools there or the Italian ski schools, we'll all be saying the same thing. So when you go out onto the piste, that's when these We will have subtly introduced these. We won't just say, here's the rules, 10 rules. But you will have been shown, you know, all of these during. So when you go out on your own, that's when you... Again, going back to driving, it's like when you get out on the road, you have to adhere to the rules.
0: Yeah. Uh, So if you're... Uh, an end driver you've passed your test so you're fit to drive you get out there but you may not have the experience of those whizzing around you on the motorway for example so you you just got to be careful and aware
1: mindful yeah and also picking the slopes that you go on because I often see people who've maybe come out of ski school and going onto a slope that they're not ready for yet so it's like everything else just take your time you know Uh, I suppose the, the most things you will see from people is either family or friends encouraging oh come on we'll go and we'll do this you know, just let make sure they think about your ability and your levels and, you know, good friends will mind you.
0: Now, where are the, the accidents most likely to happen? I mean, w- whenever I watch skiing on television, competitive skiing, and I see the, you know, the downhill racers, the slaloms and all the rest, and they're <laughs> whizzing finesse, through yeah. the finish line and then they can stop instantly. Yes. Um, yes. An amateur skier might not be able to stop as effectively, even though there's a whole pile of people hanging around at the end.
1: Yes. Now the pr- the most place I would see accidents is where maybe peace are joining. So uh, like I was only out in France there 10 days ago and I saw an accident where, you know, there was two people just standing. Now they weren't in the best of places. I will grant them that. But at the end of the day, they were out of the way and it wasn't. And a guy at the intersection just absolutely plowed into them and took them out. And he was completely in the wrong there. So I would see a lot of them at intersections of different pieces, which would happen, you know, uh, like in different Different resorts it'd be different, you know, some resorts are very just one run and meet at the end. But again, it's like everything else. When you come to the end of the run, you are starting to take the mm-hmm. speed off.
0: Now, what are the rules about exchanging names and addresses? Let's keep the car analogy going.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. It's like again that accident. My responsibility, not just as a snow sports uh, instructor, but as as somebody on the slope, was I went and we spoke to the people who'd been in the accident. You know, we asked if they needed our details, and um, we also the guy who actually hit them didn't want to give his details, so we told him and reminded him that that is actually the code of conduct for. So they swapped details if there was any problems going forward.
0: Um, do we know whether there's much litigation about all of this? You know, someone is hit by somebody, we've obviously seen Gwyneth Paltrow's issue, but um, does it regularly appear in the courts or do just people say, look, skiing is, you know, can be a hazardous activity. Um, yeah. You take the risks.
1: Yeah, you do take the risks. I mean, prior to COVID, I don't have statistics post-COVID because this is really the first full proper ski season post-COVID. But prior to COVID, the amount of accidents was actually on the downturn, which was good news. Um, but there will always be, you know, something where it will go to court. You know, the, if this fatality is involved, which happened, um, you know, in France a couple of years ago, um, you know, that will happen. But the majority will be settled and looked after by insurance companies.
0: Mm. Um, so I hear that the snow has not been great this year in many resorts, which means that the ones that were open were more crowded.
1: Yes. I mean, for example, where I'm based out of, you know, we have a really good local snow making and they prepare the slopes really, really well, which is fantastic for us. But it meant then that our resort was particularly busy. So a lot of the lower resorts, it's uh, people are saying, oh, it's climate change. And I'm not saying it isn't. But i unless i saw next season being the same then i can't it's it's one season it's particularly dry season it hasn't been awful snowy so it means that snow so, so the resorts are more busy than um than they usually would be because quite a lot of the lower resorts are closed
0: yeah which means that you've got more people on the slopes and therefore the likelihood exactly. of more uh, collisions i suppose and it and, does, and yeah. then the question of when you don't have quite enough snow i'd imagine the hazards that might normally be well buried by falls of snow yes, might yes. be closer to the surface like rocks and things like that
1: exactly yes and it's quite easy to you know clip the edge of a ski or a snowboard off you know a little piece of debris on the snow and that can you know send you off and you could you know you could fall Without, you know, expecting to fall and perhaps hit somebody there, you know, that's obviously a question of, you know, the insurance companies get involved then. But, yeah, there is like you just have to lately this season, the beginning of the season was particularly how shall I put this politely? It wasn't the nicest skiing that I've ever done in my life. And mm-hmm. um, it was a lot of, you know, it was a lot of rain, so therefore you saw a lot of more bits of debris from, you know, trees or rocks. So you did, you were much more mindful of what you were skiing yeah. on and the speed you were taking.
0: And we remember what happened to Michael Schumacher when he went off-piste on, on a mission Very of mercy. Very yeah. yes.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. And I mean, it was as simple as, I believe, he just clipped a rock and that was, you know, when he hit his head. Again, highly recommend
0: Wearing a ski helmet. All right, so uh, Catherine, your final words of advice uh, for people who might be heading skiing. uh, There's still a bit of skiing around.
1: Oh, there is. I'm going back out now in about 10 days or so. Uh, the end of season, there was a bit of snowfall this week, which is good across Europe. It definitely, as I said, hasn't been the best of snow seasons. There's no denying that. But I think, first of all, if you're going on your first holiday, make sure you've perhaps gone up to the Ski Club of Ireland in Kiltern for a lesson and uh, they will be promoting the Code of Conduct. But if you are going away, just be mindful. Think about other people. Think about how busy it still is out there.
0: And the final question from a listener, how does one find a ski instructor in Ireland and find out about getting into skiing generally?
1: Well, the Ski Club of Ireland, skiclub.ie, has uh, lessons running Monday to Sunday uh, all season on skiing and snowboarding. And then from our instructor body, we're uh, iazsnowsports.ie, so that's if you've been a skier or a snowboarder. And we also have telemarkers, and we're also running adaptive courses now as well. So if you want to become an instructor, check us out.
0: Catherine Mason, the Chair of the Irish Association of Snow Sports Instructors. Catherine, thank you very much for joining us.